I believe we are all hardwired to be creative. And the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hello. Welcome to episode 20. I'm Coco the Inspirationist, and if you're new here, well, you've landed on a pretty awesome place to start. And if you're not new here, then you know that this is the last episode of season one. And I am so proud of myself. And I'd like to just pause and sit here in this moment with you. I'm so proud of this season and this these conversations and my solos. And frankly, I'm proud of the cracking open that's happened with myself and the ability for me to access this vulnerable place over and over again and the releasing of my perfectionism because she kept this hidden for so long. And now we're here at the end of season one and 20 episodes all about surrender and all about creativity, and I could not be prouder in this moment. Like I'm sure you've heard throughout this first season, it took me two years to get my first episode out into the world. And if you go back to the first few episodes, I was just vibrating with joy because this work has been on my heart for a while and just just allowing myself to share my story and to create this space has been just an incredible journey and has given me such power. I feel like I've claimed my multi-passionate self and I'm finally putting out the work into the world that I'm, I know I'm, I'm meant to do. And so with that being said, this is the end of season one. And in the, very, in the very beginning of this journey, I've decided that I was going to do 10 weeks with two episodes a week and a three-week break, and I'm still honoring that three-week break, but season two is now going to look like 10 conversations, 10 solos over 20 weeks, and I'm just playing. I'm just playing with the rhythm. I'm playing with the energy. I'm making space. I'm seeing what feels good. I'm letting it be easy. And that feels incredible. I hope you can can see me pivoting and enjoying and taking moments of, of pride and letting it soak in. And I hope I'm giving you permission to do all of this the same because this is not easy. Putting yourself out into the world, having a message, and speaking truth to your message is, is not easy. It feels like it should be, and maybe it comes across as it is, but it's not. Full stop. It's not. And I'm doing it, and I hope I can give you permission to do the same. So that being said, 
I want to introduce you, reintroduce you to Shaylin. She was on the podcast earlier this season, and it was really interesting because you'll hear at the end of this podcast, when we recorded the first one, she showed up and I could tell something was wrong. She had just, she had some, some frustrated energy and I'm here for all of it for sure. There is value in feeling your feelings and putting words around, you know, what you're going through. And so we recorded and I loved that episode. If you haven't heard, check out episode 10, halfway through for the first season. I love that she was halfway through and now we're wrapping up season one with uh, the follow-up. It feels like a beautiful journey that she's sharing with us and I hope you guys really enjoy this conversation. Shaylin is incredible. Her magic lies in her ability to facilitate space through her own radical truth-telling, and as you'll see in this episode, she is really coming to grips with this newfound message that she is a storyteller. And I love that for her so much because it's clear to me, right? It's just like me claiming back in 2017 that I was going to just start calling myself an artist. And it felt so radical to me. And nobody noticed because it was so clear. And that is just exactly how I feel about this. She is a storyteller at heart. And the way she holds space for others and the way she connects dots and puts feelings around or words around feelings. She's incredible. We speak about the fertile void that she's going through or that she was going through and how rising requires us to root deeper. We talk a lot about shining the light on the dark and and in that truth-telling, it gives permission for other women to do the same and I think that this conversation is needed and beautiful, and I really hope that you guys enjoy this vulnerable, beautiful moment between me and my dear friend. So, without further ado, my conversation with Shailene Cataldo. Hi, welcome. I'm, I'm really grateful you said yes to this. I want to give you a chance to reintroduce yourself right off the top because I don't want to, I just want to hold space for what is happening right now. And I want you to just go ahead and maybe catch us up um, since last time. And I'm just going to let you have the floor. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. All right. Oof. Um, well, I'm resistant to labeling myself. I just yeah, want to like, say that. Mm-hmm. So thanks to you, I am a multi-passionate. Well, thanks to me, I am, but thanks for the word. Um, but I am a weaver of words and community. Yes. And I'm a space holder and I hold space for all sorts of things, for people's expansion and for people's healing and for people's um, rediscovery of themselves. I love that. And for my own rediscovery of myself again and again and again. And I am a word witch who casts (laughs) spells with my words, right? Wow, I I love that. I am a light in the dark, right? So I've just been really 
playing with, um, I do, I love, I am a light who shines. Unfortunately, sometimes, and that casts a shadow, which means I help people look at the, the not so easy things to look at in their personal lives and in, in the larger world. But beyond that, I mean, I've been focusing a lot on the word weaving because I think as a, as a multi-passionate, there's so many gifts that we have and we've just been sold this, this false notion that we're supposed to be one thing. Yes. And um, I weave my gifts in holistic mental health counseling and you know, a decade of experience, boots on the ground in, in agencies with, with pretty much the exiles of our, of our society and our culture with, with individuals who've had extreme hardship and, and faced a ton of trauma mm. in foster care and, and drug and alcohol detox. And I weave that with the expressive and creative arts for healing Beautiful. and journey dance and um, rite of passage journey, right? I'm a threshold crosser. Help people, right? Go from where they are to where they want to be, right? Yeah, you hold the door open. I love that. Um, uh, yeah. You know what it just occurred to me as I was looking over your notes before this yeah. is that my maiden name in Italian is is Weaver. And it just like really connected deeply with me. And I love what you say, because being a multi-passionate is, yes, we, I do feel like we, uh, the type of women that we are, we have a purpose and a mission and, um, it's on our heart and we, we want to, we want to spread our, you know, my, my mission is to, you know, make sure everybody knows they have a creative self and really just honor that. And, um, being a multi-passionate, I just think the more I can stand tall in that and nurture my creative self and take care of my creative self, the more I can be an example for others. Um, but I do it in so many different ways. And I love, I just, you connecting those dots of being a weaver. It's like, yes, that is so beautiful because why be just one thing? Like why be just one thing? We are all multifaceted, right? And I think that, you know, I was, I'm, I'm really taking time to write my story right now, my journey of how I got here, which gosh, I think everybody should do. It has been so just a beautiful gift for myself. And actually it's a gift for my audience because I want my first episode to be just a get to know me. I take this space very seriously, being in their earbuds and being in their heads. And I think I have a, a duty to, to share why I feel compelled to be in this moment right now and hold this space. And so I've been, I've been laying out my story. Like I've never done that before. You know, I feel like it's just been like a whole bunch of Instagram posts talking about little moments of pivot, but never stringing it all together and weaving it all together. And it has been such a beautiful journey for me to just like, see how much, how much I'm capable of and giving myself that space to just say it out loud. I think that's beautiful, but weaving, gosh, it's, that's just the right word right there. It's, um, and even as you say that stringing it all together, because I love the way that words work together and all of these, and we're taking all these threads right, of, of all of these interests, of all of these passions, of all of these years of training, of all of this life experience, 
and weaving them together. And that makes this rich tapestry. And when we weave those together, our individual stories with our collective stories, mm-hmm. we weave a broader tapestry, right? And, and I've been playing with this language of like, what is the common thread, right? Like what is the common thread that is woven through all that I do, right? Because it's there. Yes, I walk people. Yes, I do rite of passage journey with women. Yes, I do journey dance. Yes, I facilitate storytelling workshops and mask making workshops and, and all of these beautiful things. But what do they all have in common? It's at the core, at the heart of it, it's helping people remember their way home. Mm, yes. Right? It's not even this rediscovery. It's just remembering. And then it's reclamation. Like it's reclaiming those lost parts. They didn't. They're not new. They just, um, they just like a river, right? We think of creativity and I, and the earth is such a teacher to me. It's just how I practice my spirituality. And I know we share that connection to the earth. Um, If we think of a stream, which in Celtic wisdom, streams are sacred sites, right? Wells are sacred sites. We think about water. It's that flow of creativity. It's that flow of intuition, but what blocks the flow? It's the belief that I'm not good enough or the, the person who got in our head in third grade who said like our voice wasn't good or, right. or the dysfunction in our childhood homes, which we all sort of have or the, or the beliefs we made up about who we are or patriarchy or like perfectionism. All of these things <laughs> create a dam. And at each point that we're kind of deepening, right? Like as you're trying to do this podcast, as you're launching something new, as we rise, we have to like root a little deeper. I'm sure that like the more we birth and put out in the world, the more we face these, these things that are like these whispers of like, can I say that? Can I do this? Is this too much? How, is there a right way to do it? Can I do it? My, all those. And those are the, those are the, the pieces like remembering and then reclaiming and clearing all all those obstacles, whatever is damning your flow, mm. like that's what I'm here to help you even know. Most of the time we don't even know what's blocking us, right? Sometimes it's yeah. just not even the awareness of it um, so that we can flow freely. Yeah, right? it's, the, it's the awareness piece for me because it's like, nobody's asking me to put myself last or nobody's asking me to make it harder than it has to be, right? It's like, all this deep seated programming. And once, once you shine a light on it, it's, you can't unknow it and shining light. I've always said this shining light on dark spots only creates more light. Like there, I don't see any downside to shining the light on the dark, talking about the hard things, revealing, pulling forward. You know, I just think that that's, that's how we grow. Like we can't grow unless we know more about us. I think the more about the more we know about us, the more we can reach and stretch. And yes, launching, like going into unknown territory, launching a podcast, like teaching my, I think like having the, the confidence to know that I can go and figure this out is, um, yeah, that's sticky. You know, it's like, who do I even ask if I have questions? I am doing this solo, you know, and I have just really, you know, I'm getting to the threshold. I'm a few days away from launching and it is just, I've never put something 
so real like this out into the world. I've never held, I've held space for friends, but I mean, this feels like something real. And I have a vision of creating a whole big community of creatives that just allow and let, you know, let ourselves be enough and uh, create for ourselves. And, you know, just, just, what is it? It's like just being, it's just like, just allowing this allowing of letting ourselves, letting our lights shine. What is it? Like, there's just so many, I love the idea of the river and the dams, like the stream and the dams. It's just like, just so many little dams, just slowing the flow, slowing the, you know, trauma could be a big dam, but I didn't go through big trauma. I mean, I could, you know, I'd say like the one big thing that happened to me, my house burnt down when I was 13. And that was, that was significant, right? We lost all our stuff. That was significant. Other than that, I had a super steady childhood and there's still programming in there, you know, and they did their best, but they brought forward programming from their, you know, childhood and all of that. And it's just a hundred little dams, right? It's a hundred little dams that you don't even notice are there that just slow the flow. And then once you start releasing those dams, oh my Mm. gosh, like right now I am, I have never felt like this before. And I've been trying to like figure out what changed and just like literally that word multi-passionate, it is like part of me now. And you know how sometimes just the, the right word just releases everything? That's what it was for me. And now it's like, and I used to have ideas just like flying by me and I felt like I could never hold them. I, I felt overwhelmed by the ideas. It's like I had ideas, but I didn't have the skills to even know where to begin to make that idea. And now it's like I've created this fertile place for ideas to land And it's like the ideas trust me now, you know, they're not just like flying by, they're like taking the exit and knowing that this is a safe place for them to like, you know, get in the ground, get in the soil and, and start, start seeing what grows. Mm, Yeah. The um, words are permission. I mean, words are, I mean, they also hold us back, right? Words do both. They give permission and they hold us back and they, um, but they are so much more, um, there's so much more than we realize. I think as, I'm, as I've been writing, because as you parallel to this process, I have taken a business that I have been launching for two years slowly while simultaneously homeschooling my kids and navigating a pandemic. So it has not been what I thought it would be, right? But that's life. Um, and a lot of detours, but realizing that in some ways I, I was doing this thing of avoiding the dream that I really wanted. Yes. Talk about by like productivity, procrastination. Like I have so many gifts that it's easy to just focus on one. And I don't say that like, but I've, I've been training for 20 years. I've studied a ton. I've invested a lot of time and money and energy and all of these things. So like I make up a story in my head. This is where words and stories can become liberation, but they can also become or, or be barriers. And I have this story that people want me to be 
a certain way, or there's only certain parts of me that are um, valuable or worthy within communities that I've known. So like I'm raised by math teachers. So the logical parts of me are very well established and I hang my hat on having a master's degree and advanced certification and yada, 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 yada. And I think that that's what women want from me, but that's not what women want from me because there's a million people out there with degrees. Women don't want that from me. What is the one unique thing that I do that other women don't do is I tell the truth Mm. in a way that disarms people, sometimes sets them off, sometimes pulls them towards me, but it always, always makes me feel alive. So when I am dancing on the edge of what is comfortable, that is when I feel lightest and most joyful. And people are like, don't you feel bad talking about like, you talk about heavy things. And I'm like, but when I talk about heavy things, I feel lighter. Right. They're not in me anymore. Mm. Right. And I'm living aligned to my purpose. I am called to say the things that people want to say like that. So yes, I have all these degrees. Yes, I've done all of this and all of that weaves in, but the medicine, that one thread that is in everything is to me, despite countless challenges, despite the, 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 the million excuses I could use to close my heart to the flow of my intuition and creativity and love, the, the million reasons I could use to live in the armor of perfectionism and people pleasing, right? I just again and again have chosen not to. Mm. Again and again, I've chosen to open my heart. Like, and sometimes I hate that about me. <laughs> like I do, because it, it means that I feel and I hurt and I experience a lot. But I'm a deeply feeling woman. I'm a deeply intuitive woman. I, and I'm, I'm a truth teller. And, I'm, and I, I do that through storytelling, which is like for the last two years, because I've been doing this really fun thing. So for anyone who listens, if you have collected journals, I highly encourage going back and visiting them. It is like visiting an old friend. It is like an intimate portrait of a, of a time in our life. So I'm just like meeting different parts of myself through this journey. And the thread that I'm seeing through all of it, it's the same thing that I'm saying now. I wanted to say this four years ago, I just didn't have the inner capacity to sit in the discomfort of potentially being judged, of potentially having people think that it wasn't good enough, in potentially have it not look like what other people are putting out on social media, because my, my creative style is just different than somebody else's. Sure. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for what it. What has been the reaction to this new to the new art you're making, to the new truth you're telling what's been the reaction because I can tell you what I think but I want to hear what oh yeah and I would love um the reaction I'm gonna just from the internal my internal reaction is lightness joyfulness um a like a sense of aliveness yeah because you're on that edge right you're dancing on that and I'm where and I'm doing the thing like I have heard the whisper of storyteller forever but who I mean I'm going to be a storyteller when I grow up. Like, that's just to me, like my head is like, you can't make money being a storyteller, right? All the characters come in my brain of all these logical, what's a storyteller? Who, what is that even? Right. Um, and, and yet in my core, that's who I am. Like that is, and, 
and that is the weaver of words and stories were how we used to gather around fires. It's how we shared wisdom across culture, but they got reduced to old wives tales. Yeah, I, wisdom. I saw you write that. And I was just like, when you connected it to the patriarchy, I was just like, oh, my brain exploded. I was just like, yeah, old wives tales. Like just even the connotation of those words. Right. We just reduce it. So the feedback has been, has been, I think positive. I mean, I'm sure it has also, it's been mixed, I'll say, uh, but internally it's been great within my home. It's been great. Cause when I'm, when I'm feeling alive and free, everyone else in my house tends right. to kind of vibe with that a little bit more. Um, and I have lost followers. I keep every day. I see myself losing followers and I'm like, you know what? It's a sacred clearing. It's like, okay, I'm creating space for the people. However, in my newsletter, which is where I'm really dropping my truth, right? Because it feels a little bit more intimate. It feels like starting a relationship there with the people that I have. I am getting more responses than ever. Yes. And detailed responses. And, and even in my existing client sessions, in the last week alone, I've had three experiences of people saying, I've never told anybody this in my whole life, mm. which you know that we are about to enter a deep healing place. Because when we have, if we're holding on to something, it's because there's, there's huge ties to shame, right? If we, if we cannot let right. the invisible out and the amount of energy that it takes to contain truths, parts of ourselves, creativity even, for me to contain my creativity because it is so wild, for me to contain it exhausts me. Yeah. For me to play, that's my intention. I did a um, recent maiden to mother teacher training and I really stepped into mother energy as this creative, generative, unconditionally tapped in, super juicy, right? We get into midlife and we are like, and, and we made our vows and I said, my vow is to play in my power. And that, this, that's what I'm doing is creating fun visuals that, that really feel like they are giving form to, to what, who I am, like what I think and how weird I am and how wonderful I am and how dark and twisty and then light and, and all of it. And the response has been, you know, there's been kickback. I mean, it, there is, I mean, there've been people who are like, I don't understand this part of you. And it's like, of course, because you know, an older part of me, right? And you don't know this new part of me is new to you. So of course. So there's a lot of like mothering myself through that discomfort, right? Because it's easy when people reflect back, like, who is this? This isn't you. Yes, it is. It's just, I'd never showed you me before. Right. right? So it's a lot of like nervous system nourishment and self-tending and, and generous affirming self-talk. And then surrounding myself with creative dreamers. Like that's who I am. I'm a creative dreamer. I see a world that other people can't. It, yeah. it may, and it bothers some people. Yeah. Like, well, I, you know, I feel so firm that like what is coming out of you right now yeah. is beautiful and needed. And I think the, the closer you can come to being like fully expressed and not hiding anything from your people, then you will find your people. And that means that some people don't belong in your sacred circle and that's okay. You know, um, looking past like metrics and stuff like that, you just want to be surrounded by women, women, assumingly that 
like understand you and, and allow you to even evolve. Like I want to keep growing. I want to keep evolving the way my business looks right now is hopefully not the way it's going to look, you know, years down the road, because I want to continue to keep growing and being multi-passionate and doing different things. And if we don't surround ourselves with people that can understand that, then they don't belong inside and they don't get, they don't, they don't, they're not worthy of knowing how special we really are. Mm, Yeah. It's, and I, I think what I'm really in the process of, because I had a program launch that seemingly failed. I mean, low enrollment, I opted not to run it because I just was getting a really loud, wasn't even a whisper. It was like, a, this is not meant to be, and you need to let it go. And I remember being in a circle, well, it wasn't exactly a circle because we're in boxes on Zoom, but seemingly a circle of creative dreamers and and speaking about how do we let dreams die, right? Because in our culture that teaches us push, 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 keep going, keep going, don't give up. You know, you'll maybe get it at the fifth, sixth. He didn't give up. He, we get those messages a lot, but it was like, I knew in my heart that this thing that I was trying to do wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I had to release it. It was literally taking up energy and space in my body and my mind in my day. Um, and so I invited a friend over and we had a new moon funeral by the fire. And I, and I honored this dream and it was, and then with my daughters, we dug a hole in the earth. Again, it's the earth for me. And we took seeds symbolically to represent our dreams, which at that point were still just energy. Like they didn't have any form. I didn't even know what they were. I just knew that it was something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put them in and I, and I, I, I did some other stuff that, um, you know, I burned some other stuff. My kids didn't know, put those ashes in and we created an altar and we, we have a space that we get to visit and tend to our dreams, but it was just bringing ritual, which is so much a part of me, but also just like we, this and entering what I, what is this fertile void of the creative process that sadly creatives who are creating like true creatives who honed their craft, who've been with other creatives know about the fertile void, but patriarchy and capitalism and, and, and hustle and grind culture doesn't understand the fertile void because it's like, Oh, time is money and you must keep going. And it's like, you cannot rush dreams. You cannot force creations. They, they become yucky. Like Mm -hmm. they like don't become what they're meant to be when, um, so I just, in, in creating the space and letting it be, letting it be easy, yes. right? In the surrender of it all, um, seeds started to come like little threads. And, and then it was like, I couldn't ignore the whisper. I'm a storyteller. I'm just going to say I'm a storyteller. And I sent out a post to my newsletter. I am declaring myself a storyteller. And it's like the second I declared it, the stories, which were already there in my body, mm-hmm. Just like, I can't even keep up with the amount of stories that are pouring through me. And they're, they're my stories, but we love, I mean, they're collective stories. Yeah. They're stories of resilience and survival. They're stories of meeting the parts of ourselves that, that are difficult to face that need our attention and love. They're, they're wisdom tales for all of us. Right. And me holding on to them is just selfish. 
Like that's the thing about our creativity. I just, I'm like me not doing this thing anymore is also robbing people that are meant to have this. Yeah. Like, it was given to me, right? This gift for sharing and for whatever reason, I wish I had, sometimes I wish I had another gift. I wish like I could just go sell something like sexy and beautiful and like, no, I want to talk about difficult things and I want to talk about shame and I want to talk about your deepest, darkest secrets and I want you to access them, release them and transform them, which is the ART process, which is art, ART, access, release, transform. This is the process. We get to turn, you know, our rage into our riches and we get to turn our pain into our purpose if we create space to do it. Yeah. And you're like such a beautiful example of somebody who is, you know, it's just blooming in midlife, right? Like this is what it's for. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's, it's interesting that as you're describing, um, the fertile void, I went through that this past year, I had a really tough, I mean, we all had a really tough year, but my mom struggled with her mental health. Um, and it was so chaotic for months. Um, and I had to set it all down. I had to like take a break. I I was actually trying to launch this podcast back then. And I had it like all set up. It was going to go October 26th. And I did a bunch of interviews and I just like, I didn't have the bandwidth. My heart was not there. My heart was just broken and, um, I needed to tend to myself and I set it all down. And (laughs) how long while, when you were in that fertile void, did it take for the ideas to start coming back? Two, three weeks. I mean, it was not, no, it was like, and that's maybe me. I mean, it was pretty, I mean, I canceled the program on a Thursday. I had the funeral on the new moon on the Saturday. Like a, within that week, I think I put out a newsletter and I was just like, like, hey, and I just said it. I just said my program launched and I just talked about failure. And you want to know what happened? I just started talking about, because we all have had failure. And mm-hmm. again, also acknowledging that what is failure even? Who yeah, yeah, yeah. That word doesn't sit. Yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't, but by, by the perception of launching a program that was supposed to grow by this number and earn this amount of income, it was a quote unquote failure, but it was, right. however, it was uh, an opening. It was a portal. It was a threshold. And it was also a, um, a moment of reckoning. Cause it's like, I cannot, like, I cannot procrastinate. I cannot avoid anymore. And parallel to this, my husband got laid off this year. So he's been laid off for six months. He's applied for several jobs, despite being highly qualified, is not being called back for second interviews. And he's 64. So like, place himself. I mean, this right. is a really great, maybe, maybe this is, I don't know why, but part of me thinks that this is a really great sign that the needle is moving and organizations don't want old white men in power. <laughs> I want diversity. However, he is an old white man. So um, so he's simultaneously building his own consulting business. It is the scariest time in my whole life. Like I'm a mother trying to provide for my kids during a pandemic. It's harder. And, and so there's been this, this, um, we also chose to homeschool. So it's another 
thing that we're navigating and learning and trying to co-create while each building a business. That's incredibly challenging. So it's, it's a lot. And naming that because in that moment though, it's like my nervous system has just been like all the scarcity and, and should I go back to a traditional nine to five, um, job with benefits. Um, and, and then I have this voice that feels almost preposterous. It's like, you're a storyteller, you're a storyteller, but it's like, storytelling doesn't, I don't know many women who have launched businesses as storytellers, but I also haven't surrounded myself historically with a ton of creatives. So that's part of it. And, and we know the fame, we know Glennon Doyle, she's an epic storyteller, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is obsessed with Untamed. Of course, everyone wants to rewild. That is the story of remember, remembrance and reclamation. Mm-hmm. And through her little short stories, we are hooked in because we see ourselves there. And so we are, what that tells me is we are thirsty as a culture. As yeah. for we are thirsty for truth, but it's like we simultaneously are like looking like, like we want it, but we have a culture that has taught us to hide. I mean, whether it's hiding, even in the busyness of motherhood, hiding in responsibility of like, I should get a nine to five job. Like, right. I should, which is a very real, I mean, that's a very real, like we are facing very real conversations about money and in it, but many people, we do jobs, many, very few people think that they have the right to even explore their passion. Right. Um, so we see these stories. You can't make money in art. You can't make, right? All these, you can't make money doing that. You can't make money doing what you love. Like, who do you think you are? Like all these old voices. I say old because they're, they're, they have threads of like, very like coming out of like what they remind me of like the 1950s and my grandmother. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, like, who do you think you are? Like, that's just so, no. And what I'm, what I'm being with is just all of the voices and trying to quiet them and, and really staying in tune with this one voice that is like, you are a storyteller. And what would it be like for a period of time to give myself permission to just do this thing my way? Because I have tried the formulas of business. I literally have tried and I've worked with many people who have sold me their formulas and I reject all of them. Which is weird because I, like, I, you, you know, my mom's a math, like I came up with parents who are math teachers and that's important to me because this measuring myself in numbers is part of my story, mm-hmm. um, logic and like people prefer that to create, like creativity was never something that was nourished in my childhood home. My creativity was, was like, they, they, they didn't understand it. Right. And they didn't, and they didn't nourish it. And because they didn't, they didn't know how it was like this, like foreign substance in our house. It was just like, no, X plus Y equals Z. Like, let's just do that and solve it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to write short stories and put on shows and I want to create costumes and set design. And, and they didn't put me in theater. They were just like, just do right. Like, so it wasn't nourished. So now I'm at 40. There's still this little part of me that's like, can I do this? Can I say this? I don't have a teacher. I have to figure it all out on my own. Right. And, and the advantage to that is I don't want to follow. I mean, there's some formulas, but I don't want to follow formulas. I literally want to make, I don't want a picture perfect Instagram feed because I don't want a picture perfect life. Right. I want right. 
one day to create something in the energy that I'm in that day and another day to create the energy that I'm in that day and to let women know that we get to be all of it. Mm-hmm. We get to be, I've been listening to Ani DeFranco's 32 flavors. We get to be 32 flavors and then like, we don't have to decide And anybody who tells us that we do is, is just wrong. Sorry, I got, I'm like, the world needs me right now. It's not really the world. It's my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think that you, you, you can no longer ignore this storyteller in you. She wants to come out and she wants to, to drive. And I think that, I think that the more you surround yourself virtually with, with women that are, you know, telling stories and building businesses by sharing stories, you're going to figure it out. Um, I think this is so beautiful and I'm sorry you had to go through hardship to get through it to this point, but I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have to go through that pain to find their purpose. And, um, yeah. So tell me what, what are you kind of right now you're writing to your email list? Are you just kind of writing and writing and writing and seeing what comes? Yeah. So I'm working on, I'm changing out my website to reflect the energy that feels really resonant um, with a woman who I love, who's helping me with that because she's really talented. What I love is that she, she messaged me a mock-up for the um, email. And it was so cool because she's like, I sat in ceremony before and she's just really like just another woman who was in the arena, right? Like another creative and she gets me. And I realized that I used to find co-conspirators in hiding. So I would like, like I would work with coaches and I'd be like, I want to say this. And I'd be like, you can't say that. And I'd be like, what the, I wanted to tell people that my launch failed and be like, no, don't say that. Like, why want to like, why? Mm -hmm. Well, then people like, what, they won't. Well, if you don't want to work with me on deep emotional space holding, like that's my zone of genius. My zone of genius isn't marketing. I've I've spent very little time in my life investing and learning that gift, right? And in fact, when given the choice to invest in something that's going to develop my art and my craft and space holding and, and, and rite of passage journey work and this stuff, I'm going to choose that course over the marketing one every single time. Yeah. Like I just am. And but are other people, I was like, I'm, I want to call myself in my bio a visionary. And I remember somebody being like, you can't call yourself a visionary. I don't like it when people do that. I'm like, well, good. Good. <laughs> you don't like it. You're not my people. Like you're not my, but it's just, I've let people get in my head. Mm-hmm. I think what I wonder is, is that your message you, before this moment, your last offering, which is the only, uh, you know, you and I just kind of cross paths recently. I wonder Hmm. if your message is so true and so needed and so real that it was almost like too hard for women to like admit that they even needed. And maybe storytelling is the way that you bring people in. It feels like it, it, it just, to me, it, it seems like it wouldn't surprise me if you kind of 
ended up where you wanted to go the whole time, but storytelling feels like a more natural and an easily received path. And it has, I mean, and it's with ease. Like, you know, so let it be easy. Yeah. I showed a post about failure. I had a new client inquiry. We had a call and she signed up for a three month mentorship, like boom, like money in, in my account that day, like easy. I didn't advertise. I didn't market. I just told the truth. And I was like, my soul has been telling me like that all along. And that's always been the way that's always been how I've, I've grown pretty organically. And I do, I am working right now one-to-one um, with women. I'm not currently holding any groups, but we're, we're co-creating this website. I'm working on a writing series called, um, um, I'm calling it the body project, but it's um, my body, the stories she tell if she could talk. Mm-hmm. And as a way of just exploring each part of my body and the stories that flow from that. And it's been a really powerful process. Again, just thinking about how we are these whole beings, even in our bodies, we tend to like compartmentalize them, right? Like when you go to the doctor, it's like the hip bones connected to this, but you're like, you go to this doctor, you go to that doctor, you go to this doctor, right? So like, how do we come back into our bodies as these whole vibrant human beings. Uh, so all of these stories, so I'm, I'm working on that project and then creating imagery. And, and I don't even know what that project is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's becoming, but I'm just allowing it. Yeah. I'm working on um, a website um, and I'm working on a podcast, which I have resisted for about three years. And I can't tell you how many times people have asked me to start a podcast. And I'm yeah. Like, no. You're, you're going to be amazing at it. Um, And so I'm, you know, creating mood boards and brainstorming and sitting with it. And I think I finally have a title. I think I finally there. Beautiful. um, I'm finally just allowing it to be easy and unfold. Um, And while those projects, the website, um, which I'll have some new free guided meditations, which is, is one of my favorite things to do with clients is to take them on journeys. To, to discover parts of themselves. But I think that one of my gifts is as a bridge from like where you are to where you want to be, but also bridging the gap to the subconscious. Like there's so much inside mm-hmm. of us that's just right there. If we just tapped in, if we right. just slowed down and got still, but that's such a scary process in a world that's a thousand miles an hour. And, right. and it's like, no, if you stop, you'll feel, don't do that. Right. Go buy something. Go yeah. do find somebody to help you fix your problem. Um, It's not my style. So I'm working on the body project. I'm working on the podcast. And then there's a, there's a storyteller series that'll be coming. And I hope that it will be, my vision now is, is this sort of landing as this monthly group and you could do it one month, you could sign up the next month, but each month would be getting women together in circle to tell story. And Storytelling is also therapeutic. I mean, there's yes. massive therapeutic value to storytelling, but it's also like tending to our stories as a way of ending them. And the story of our ancestors, I mean, there's so many tracks and the stories of your body, like what are the stories that are, what is the one story that wants to be told before you die? Like, right, like I want to talk, like what is the story that's dying to be birthed, right? And creating space for women to make the invisible visible on the page, right? Because that's what we really want. That's that longing to like take out the parts of ourselves. 
right? Mm-hmm. And let them be seen and know that it will be okay. And then be witnessed in it. Yeah. Right. What is it? What is it like to be witnessed by others when you're like talking about that thing that you've convinced yourself makes you so unworthy? And women just sit there on the call and they're like, "More, please. All I see is your courage. All I see is your strength. I have goosebumps. I'm in awe of you." That. Those are the moments that have changed my life when I'm like, I am a, a bag of crap. I'm like, I'm a horrible human being. Can't believe I just said that out loud. It's, you know, women will say things like this is what it sounds like. That was like, um, sorry, that was like word vomit, emotional vomit. I just had emotional diarrhea. And it's like, no, you just said the most incredible thing ever, but we're so terrified to say the thing and then have a circle of women, men. I don't know who feels like women right now, but um humans, people, souls, souls. Yeah. And, and particularly, you know, I, I'm, I'm so clear now that, that this thread of, of belonging, that's what the remothering, which I've always been doing is to create a sense of inner belonging. Right. Cause when I belong to myself, I fit in everywhere. Right. 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 That's, that's what I've been doing. I think I've just spent so long t- talking about the how, and nobody cares about the how they want to know, like, what am I going to feel like? What's the, what's the bridge? which is the story you were here now you're here how'd you get there I want that Shaylin give it to me like right. let's do this thing um, so it feels really alive but it's also super vulnerable to loop people into the process of it and like but it also feels like that's that's the leader I am I want more leaders who show me process Same. and not Same. final product like in Same. fact I've deleted a massive amount of people on social media because I do not want to see people at like their 10th year of business and then be like, why am I not doing that? Well, I know why I'm not doing that, right? Or well, maybe I should do it like that. So part of it also in the fertile void was not just women whose messages didn't resonate or I actually just started deleting a ton of people or the people I compared myself to all the time, deleted them. I'm like, I love what you're doing, but I don't actually need to see it because me seeing it, I'm actually weaponizing it against myself of being like, I should, I should do that. I right. Should do that. Um, so it was also like really who like tons of boundaries with social media. I, I consume very little right now. That's wonderful. Um, and I just put on what I want to put on. And then I, because, because also the story that I make up in my head, somebody's already said it. Somebody's already doing that. So why do they need my voice? And then I go online and somebody is saying that. And somebody's saying it like that. Somebody's saying, but nobody's saying it like me. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's all it is. And, and your magic is what your story needs. I, yeah, I'm so glad you've kind of distanced yourself from, and treating social media as something for you, you know, to, to, to fill you up and not to trigger you. Um, because, um, we need this work from you. You are a storyteller. And I think that the, the magic thing about storytelling is that not only are you learning, like you're seeing somebody else's humanity, which of course, like the more, the better, right? Like the more we can understand other people's humanity, the better. Um, but it also is like a shortcut to learning things that you don't necessarily have to walk through yourself, or maybe it's revealing something in you that you didn't know was there, but now you're like, oh, right. 
that was really helpful. You know, I just, when I first started listening to podcasts, gosh, back in like 2018, that wasn't that long ago, 2013. Um, I started listening to the moth. That was the first podcast I listened to. And it was just all storytelling. And I was just like captivated and I love, I can talk. And in, when I lived in Hawaii, one of the things that they say, like the locals say all the time is like, instead of like chatting with somebody or, you know, catching up with somebody, it says, they say like, you want to, we talk story. And I think that storytelling is just, it's essential. And I love, it feels like the most authentic entrance to your message. I, I just, I love that you're stepping forward with this because, um, you are a weaver of words, of heart, of, of all of this. And I'm so excited to see what comes forward from you, but the, the, just the notion of storytelling to me, I get like excited for you. Like, I'm just like, okay, yes, I am just waiting to see what comes out and what keeps coming, you know, like, I'm excited that you're following your creativity and allowing, allowing it out fully, like not holding it back because we need more women like us to fully be ourselves and to fully be our, our full selves. So we can let other women know that it's okay to be this way. Mm. And the stories are like, the stories are the medicine. Like I, which is why when you said conversation right like we tell stories like I loathe small talk like Same. I've always been horrendous at it I get twitchy I get awkward and I'm just like I want to go all in and I usually do and some people are like no no yeah. um all in but just you know I, I have I have very good boundaries but I usually just go there and a lot of times people are just like thank you right like we just want permission to not be like oh everything's fine no it's not fine it's a pandemic like, right. it's not fine. None of this is fine. Nothing is fine right now. And yet sometimes it is, it feels really good too. And that's okay too. We get to be, but again, we don't have to be one thing or the other. I can be like in, so just this, even just holding space for all of it in story, we have all the characters of all of our feelings, right? Which is also the thing about storytelling that is cool that we take it out of ourselves. So it doesn't like have the charge. It's also how we learn boundaries. Cause like, when I tell you a story that feels really vulnerable and then I get twitchy after, right? You know, like at the vulnerability hangover. Yeah, yeah. It also points to the places that like, that need tending. Yeah. Like where those open, right? Like what's really sensitive and like that needs some more. Um, Love. Yeah, it's all yeah. so good. It's all so good. And I'm so excited and I am thrilled to have kind of, let's say cross paths, but woven in yeah. with you here. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, I'm here. I'm cheering you on. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so grateful that you um, wanted to do this part too, because I think um, one of my kind of like uh, superpowers is I can really see people. I can see the effort they're putting in. I can see the work that's being done. Um, and I can, you know, I was, I'm, I'm watching you evolve and I'm just thinking our original conversation was beautiful and there's, there was more to be said. And I'm so glad you said that just that you would do this with me because 
this was, this was great. And, and I think we can all agree that we're excited to see what comes out. So I look forward to part three. Yeah. I, I wish I, I wish I knew what it was, but that's okay. It's coming. It's it, coming in due time. Let it unfold. Yeah. And it feels, um, I'm grateful that you asked too, because before you asked, this is how I know that you're deeply tapped in. This is how I knew, because I thought about asking you and then something came up and I just let it go. It didn't feel like urgent. And then you messaged me and I was like, oh, she got the message. I didn't even have to ask. Like, yeah, it, it, it was oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. It, I was like, wow, she just made it, let it be easy. I didn't even have to ask. And you just dropped in my inbox. And I was like, yes, I would love to. Um, also because in that moment we recorded last time, I think I was like, I was pissed. You were. Yeah. When you first signed on. <laughs> so just to catch the audience up, um, I, we had a friend, we have a mutual friend that told me that I should follow you because she thought that I would enjoy following you. And I immediately, I did. And I reached out to you and we have, we ended up having like a two hour conversation, like FaceTime conversation. And it was incredible. And then you invited me to go live with you, which for me, that live was awesome. It was like, me fully standing in my power. It was the first time I really had the, the right words to say the, the what's on my heart. And I was really fully feeling it. And I was psyched. And then you, I invited you to come on to my podcast. And when you came on, like originally popped on, like your vibe was so different. And I was just like, what's going on? And you, you were just in that moment of like, you were disappointed in, in the lack of, of women coming into your program. And you were just, you were in that moment and you ended up, you know, being present with the conversation and it ended up being very beautiful, but it stuck with me because, you know, like, I guess it was two things. It's like, you didn't hide it. And I really appreciated that, especially in a new friendship. Like I, like I consider you a friend, not just like an online acquaintance. And so the fact that you didn't hide it from me is like really meant something to me, but then it's like, well, that's in my brain now. And now that we're friends, like, I want to, I want to, I want to know like what's now I know something's going on behind the scenes and I see you transitioning in your messaging. And I'm just like, I, I just need to know, remember I messaged you and I was like, I don't know if I, you know, if this is being too nosy, but like what's going on, I I just would love to know. I would love to have an update. And, you know, from one creative woman to another, like we're in this together. This is not easy. And I'm also, I also am a big believer in like showing the process. And I think you should too, because um, yeah, it's really, it does a disservice to just pretend like this is all very easy and it's all just happening. And I, yeah, and I, I won't do that anymore. And what you're reminding me is that I remember saying to you, there's still value in my feeling this way. Yes. And because of that, right? Because we've been trained, like if you're in a bad mood, if you don't feel good, like we should cancel and do it, right? But it was, um, I realized that I was pissed off and it was, it was, and there was, I tapped into rage, which is such a sacred quality that we as women and creatives, I think, don't trust. We've been taught to fear, but this rage, which is our inner, which is part of our inner fire. Our inner fire is also our passion and our purpose, right? Um, which is why when women get burnt out, that 
that flame starts to go out and they need women like us to like shine brightly, fully to spark it. Right. And yes. to spark it, we are. but it was that rage. And I, but I needed that rage. I needed that fire. It's like burn away everything that isn't real mm. smoke out and purify. Right. Yes. In ritual space, which I literally did in the bonfire, but this fire was all a part of that process. And if we resist the fertile void, if we resist the rage, if we resist the fire, if we resist the destruction, right? Because creativity is destruction and creation. Like they're hand in hand. You don't get yes. one without the other. Right. I have to, like something needs to be torn down so that I can rebuild. Yeah, to make space. Yes. And even in the tearing down, like it was a beautiful process. Like it was a, it was a really intimate, like funeral. That's beautiful. And now, right? And now I'm awake. Oh, well, I'm so, I'm so uh, thankful that you shared that with us. What a beautiful journey it's been. And I don't want to take up any more of your time, but thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, please reach out. If I can be any part of anything you're doing, I am always here for it. I love, I love creating that. It's just... You know, I've, I've been grateful that I haven't had to think about money for a really long time and I can just be a creative and it's just like who I am. And I just want to just create with as many people as possible at all times. And I just, the ripples, I'm just so focused right now on the ripples, like just this conversation is going to create ripples and our work is going to create ripples. And it just we have to keep doing this. We have to keep doing this. So thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Was I right? Did you love that? I mean, it was so nourishing for me to talk to her. And I'm sure that it was equally as nourishing for you to be witness to that beautiful storytelling. I mean, she is such a weaver of words, isn't she? She is still in a place of fertile void right now. Her and her family have made a decision to sell their house and go on a new adventure. But I still wanted to air this because I think it's a beautiful conversation. And we don't always have to be offering and producing and making. It's so real that life is happening during all this time of like perfectionist tendencies on social media to show all the perfect stuff and i honor the fact that she has chosen to pause and step away and tend to the things that her life needs right now and take that rest and that clearing of space for the new adventure so Anyways, give her a follow on Instagram, Shaylin Cataldo. I'll link it all in the show notes. Her website's shaylincataldo.com. And yeah, season one, that's a wrap. Oh man, I'm so excited. I've got three weeks to relax and, and kind of craft season two. It's coming. The, the theme of season two is connection. And boy, do I have some amazing connected conversations coming your way so get your hearts ready and go relax go play go rest go create go paint do whatever lights your heart up but do it go do it and i love you you are worthy you are enough i'm so glad you're here i'll see you in a few weeks
Bye. Hey guys, it's Felix again. Can you do me a favor? Can you leave a review for my mom's podcast? Please, please, pretty please, with a cherry on top. I would really appreciate it. Okay, have a great day. Bye.